can I just say after two years of pleading, Amazon hath heard my calls. I can now skip the intro. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back and reviewing a new show on Amazon Prime called Utopia. This is the first episode called Life Begins. And it ended very quickly for quite a few characters tonight. This episode was directed by Toby Haynes, who worked on Black Mare and Being Human. Written by Jillian Flynn, who did Gone Girl, which is one of my favorite movies, and Sharp Objects, which I have not yet watched, but I will get around to. I gave this episode a 9 out of 10. I thought it was a good buildup. Quickly introduced us to some characters that uh, I already am fond of, this little group of ours. And then it introduced who the villain is and what this show is going to provide you. It's going to be violent. That's for one. It's also going to be in your face. I did see that there were some critics that were up in arms about the fact that this was released, it being so quote unquote timely, which I do not understand because I was under the impression that the arts were a way for an artist to express their reality as they see it. And if you find yourself too fragile or too not in that mind space to enjoy this and dissect it in the way in which it is presented by the artist then you do not have to tune in so people who make those inflammatory type of statements now that's not to say that a show this nihilistic is not for you and you shouldn't feel that way i'm not saying that i'm talking to those people that was talking about how the Joker was a huge fucking controversy and I'm sitting in the theater for two and a half fucking hours wondering when it was supposed to happen. I'm like, what What are you talking about? Controversy. You mean real issues that have been discussed for a long ass time? You just now waking up to that? Ooh, Lord. There's just two different kinds of people in the world and the ones that use their brain are not are not a lot of them (laughs) the part of the collective or as i would like to say the outliers now that westworld has put that term in my brain we are few and far between man we are very few and far between while i have not watched the entire series and can't say i loved it i mean i enjoyed this first episode i am interested to see what the show brings but I'm not put off by the fact that the premise is a little too relative to the time. I think that's fine with me. I guess that's my point I'm trying to make is don't be just put off by the fact that the premise is close to home. That's not in any part or should not be in any consideration of whether or not the show is good it may not be the time for you to watch it or it may not be something in which you are of the mindset of exploring 
but don't shame someone for wanting to pursue the topic. Hopefully I made that all made sense because I know it sounded convoluted (laughs) even as I was spinning it out in my brain. Before we get into the recap, let's do some light housekeeping. So we have an interesting week. Starting off Monday, we will be tackling Chernobyl episode four of the series. So the penultimate episode, Doom Patrol episode seven of series or season one on Tuesday, Wednesday, 13 reasons why season one, episode 11. And then we'll finish up Chernobyl on Thursday, the first of the month. And then we will be starting a new show. I am super excited to get into by Ridley Scott called Raised by Wolves. Episode one will be coming on Friday. And then Saturday, we will dive into episode two of Utopia, as well as Vicariously Merlin, season three, episode four and five. If you want to send feedback, you can send it via email or audio to blackocouch at gmail.com. We will have a lot to discuss. With that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into the recap. We start with Ethan and Olivia. They are excited to see their new house that she inherited from her grandpa. And since they are newly fianced, I don't know why they're complaining that the place is dirty because it came free of charge. Y'all need all the money that you can get. You can go ahead and clean up the trash. But one person's trash is another person's gold as they realize that grandpa was a very graphic and twisted comic book writer and he wrote utopia which is a conclusion to dystopia ethan realizes that they can sell this for fanboy cash i need dollar 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 that's what i need well i need dollar dollar Did y'all recently hear about the woman who had a piece of artwork in her kitchen and it was worth like millions of dollars? Why can't some lucky shit like that happen to me? I want to go through my dad's record collection so bad, but he will not let me near them. He looked at me every time like, absolutely not. I'm like, come on, let's just put it on eBay. You might be a millionaire right now. I don't want to think about it, Christina. I just don't. I don't know why you just don't let me go through it. Maybe because they are worthless. Who cares? We can at least try is the point. Make yourself a Google page. It's okay. I'll inherit the motherfuckers. <laughs> like you can enjoy that money while you're alive versus it will all go to me if there is indeed something valuable in there. I'm just saying. I do not wish that. Not at all. <laughs> now I feel like a terrible person. <laughs> Not supposed to say all the things that you think, but I do. And they come out, and then I'm like, oh, everyone is judging me so hard. I don't mean it though. Back to this episode. A woman named Samantha 
is planting grass and I like the fact that they slowly introduced what the environmental issues were because I was like what the hell are they putting this uh, spraying grass where grave sites are because the soil has um I guess it's not fertile she gets a tax alert and screams Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait! Everybody calm down! Apparently, she's one of those people that signed up for every notification alive to make sure if Utopia ever went on sale, she would be the first to know. She has a group of friends who are like-minded and she texts them as well, letting them know it has been since 2014 since dystopia was discovered and then it is now i don't know what year but i think they're trying to go with 2020 and that they need to get to cleveland so that they can go to this fragacon so that they can buy it we then meet ian who <laughs> apparently i didn't know what he did sells gap insurance for people with Lyme disease. He listens to Lyme disease issues while he is on the phone. Sam gives him the lore of meeting Becky in person. Becky is the black girl with glasses who looks a hell of a lot like me in high school. It is ridiculous how much, even down to the damn jeans and the over overly large pack because i just needed everything to go in there including the books i wanted to read just in case it's ridiculously embarrassing <laughs> how much i related to this girl and i had that same oblivious like what i still am the shit what you mean <laughs> no damn fashion sense i have gotten better in spurts in my lifetime but i feel like it's every 10 years i'm like what the fuck are you doing why are you wearing so much black and brown look like you're on a constant morning funeral enough about me back to ian he is apparently very much in love with becky but we will get back to that later as well wilson is also in and he lives in <laughs> a very large apartment with his family. He says when Ian asks if we can stay with you, <laughs> that it will require a background check. And I was so with him. I don't know you. These people have never met up before in real life. So they are strangers. Hell yeah, I'm going to do a background check. You at least got to open up your Facebook page. Something. Anything for me to make sure that you are... A passively okay human <laughs> if we all meeting online there's some part of us that clearly uh, relates to a certain type of relation we know we that hey, we can't deny these things honesty is the first step to self-reflection there's a lure to having an online relationship uh, even a friendship one because it also requires a little less um uh what's the word work than a real life one 
y'all know these are the the facts so i was like is this like a telltale the walking dead type of comic thing where they live things out but i'm glad they broke it down and explained to me wilson did later and they are talking to grant as well like are you in and he says i'll be there bitches and he says he's gonna fly there by private jet and i was like who the hell is grant because they did not show him and i was in for a surprise then we have wilson telling us exactly what utopia was once upon a time there was a girl named hyde who had an evil genius scientist daddy but both were held by an evil Mr. Rabbit who made daddy create horrible viruses until a hero broke the pair out named Artemis. The rabbit sent the harvest, which are his henchmen, to retrieve the pair and they kidnap daddy Hyde. So now Jessica Hyde has to save him and she is on the run. That is the comic mythology. But what the nerds love about it is this mystery box puzzle in which they believe there's conspiracy on when the viruses were released and that it relates to real life events. And so they are interested in piecing the conspiracy together so that they can possibly save the world in the future. Wilson is a part of this group. And he is trying to convince, I'm guessing, a niece or a, I don't think, no, it has to be niece. I can't say granddaughter, who compares his rabbit obsession with said comic to his philosophy on people who talk about God. If the idiots want to believe it, they'll find a way. Look, I have a a issue with organized religion. I think it is responsible for more bloodshed than as many human precipitated wars. But I digest. I think there is a difference between God and organized religion. I'm sure alarmists were immediately turned off by this in the way they were stating it up. Because as many, I'm not a fan of Bill Maher deciding that it's okay to drag people's decision to follow religion to a certain extent. Now there are zealots of whom I do not have the same temperament or uh, patience. However, a honest religious person, hey, if that's what makes you happy, you ain't you ain't hurting nobody. You ain't. So... <laughs> As long as you continue to vote on the side of human democracy and rights, we, we, don't, we don't have no problems with each other, right? But then you have statements like that in which it feels where they feel attacked. But at the same time, there is that level of if one can talk about it openly in other TV shows as an acceptance, then one should also have the right in a way if it's done in a respectfully um opposite opinion like this wasn't as inflammatory 
Like, hey, if they want to believe that and people like I believe, people who convince themselves of anything to be idiots, that's a general statement. This happens just to apply to God. You see where I'm going there? So I was not turned off by this statement as much as I would an episode of Bill Maher ranting. Monica is the name of this precious, beautiful girl. And she hugs him because he is indeed precious himself. But he is a germaphobe and tells her to get off. (laughs) He also tells Carla that vaping is not quitting smoking. I was like, yeah, but she's trying to make an effort. Uh, At least vaping ain't going to mess up your fucking uh, wallpaper. He asked dad for 30 bucks to spend $200 on a comic book. tries to make a joke about the bunny rabbit and he says if we are to be crackpots because we both are you need to have a sense of humor about it so that you can not come off as quite a creeper becky begins to leave and packs an extra i wasn't sure if that was a shirt or some shorts when she begins to lose her balance then she begins to shake she is unable to take some pills due to the shaking and she straps herself into uh, a chair as she has some type of seizure and there is also a black mark on her neck there's a comment that ian makes a little bit later later about the fact that everyone seems to have some type of disease or other so is this something she developed a long time ago um or something recently that she developed Sam is uh, being driven by her father who is disenfranchised, Sam that is, with humanity's constant reactive response to crisis after crisis after being told this is what will happen and then it happens and then they're like, oh, now we need to do this and they're like, yeah, well, we could have also not lost so many people and done it in the first place. I think that is apropos, but as another quote would say, every generation has its struggles. (laughs) You know, we feel this way after our own cataclysmic shift in the world. It was felt unilaterally across the entire continent. And it's also uh, a universal awakening of empathy, which is a push against the machine to try to enact change happened in the 60s happened around (sighs) america is not very great for this (laughs) unfortunately uh before the 60s i I would say probably around the, the first world war or civil war um it hasn't happened as often and that's why we're so fucking like shell shock when it does And I'm not saying we shouldn't, because of course, how you feel is how you feel. Uh, But yeah, of course, it's going to feel apocalyptic when it is that that time in history that it hits you or your particular generation. And that seems to be what's happening with the world outside. And a lot of people are going 2020, but 2020 is just the beginning of something. I think there's definitely going to be uh a beginning to that end 
wherever that end may be and it's going to be another shift and unfortunately that's just reality as it is uh being the species that we are i mean imagine how the romans felt when the bar when the barbarians came through the city of rome and there was no food left there was no grain uh imagine being in london and and one day you're you're driving down hyde park and the next minute bombs are falling over your city it feels like the fucking world has turned on its axis and it'll never be right again and yet it it does because we are a fucking stubborn ass species and we'll find a way it's not to discredit anything um it's just a balance of perspective and it eases that anxiety centers you on the things that matter get you focused on what your own voice can do and i love when he said to her my save the world girl because he's not the only person that could do it without her like that despite her being so pessimistic there is a good relationship between father and daughter on the tv it definitely feels apocalyptic when you have compiled on the news real one tragedy after the other and that is something that if you sit and watch cnn all day you're going to feel a little different than someone who is not watching cnn all day <laughs> now i'm talking to my daddy and my mommy because they sit there like the hippies that they are smoking that ganja looking at the fucking news all day of course they they're they're almost afraid to go out of their fucking house it's sad because i'm like man you grew up in the fucking 60s come on <laughs> like you, you guys can't overwhelm yourself grant we find out is a what 10 to 12 year old little boy who lives with his mom and a few younger siblings he is also watching very familiar events happening involving a flu this is the actor named yvonne i think wanda he was in euphoria and i loved him in that show he has really represented or misrepresented himself online talking about he gonna show up in a porsche samantha gets to fragacon via bus and is indeed the organizer telling them to all bid 500 dollars, which she should have probably told them some of them that before they organize their monies like everyone can't just go to the atm and pull out a stack of five and wilson is paranoid as fuck saying <laughs> i'm not giving out my information but it's a good thing that he is ethan and olivia prepare the bidding party they even put up some posters and they get everyone to come in to look at one page they do not answer any questions because they do not know anything even though they say it's like a pilgrimage for some people and they are to put down their contact info and the room number at this convention and they will contact them if they are picked to sell the magazine to i wouldn't if you can put your bid down not look at the other people i didn't understand that when they kept writing i'm like how are you doing this 
Are you making sure they cannot? No, I don't even think they tried. They just handed it over. Rod picks up Arby. He was in Billions, the actor that played Arby. So I knew I was in for a treat because I loved him in Billions. Who doesn't care about how stylish this man's car is, but that he be prompt. Rod said, Now, I tell you what, I like you and I want you. Now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The, the bidding party continues as each very comically dressed nerd shows up, gets a glimpse of the page with one guy audibly orgasming. Get it together, Marcelo! Control! Becky does end up making it. She has her turn and is frustrated at, it, at the lack of molecule information and passes Ian, who is standing in line, talking to Jimmy, dressed as Jessica Hyde, that I am in love with a girl that I talk to online. And he replies, aren't we all? I'm an adult virgin. But he's like, dude, for real, I'm about to meet her in 15 minutes. And he says, is that what you're going to wear? He manages to get a picture of the page while... I guess a, am I supposed to think they're tipsy? Girlfriend and boyfriend decide to loudly whisper that they may pick him. And then he goes to the bar looking for Becky. I was like, oh, they didn't give a description of each other because he just keeps walking up. Are you Becky? She's like, no, I'm not. And did you see that one girl who avoided his gaze? Like anything is more interesting to you because I sure shit at Becky. Don't even come over here. And after he orders a kamikaze, which one, cool name, two, cool drink, and three, I want one, she does arrive and she recognizes him as Ian and he recognizes her finally as Becky and she replies that he is Ianny as she pictured and then they both decide that... We don't need to talk about utopia. We can stave off the panic. Let's talk about something else. Bitch, I'm trying to get drunk. 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 She was definitely giving him the eye of, oh, he kind of cute. Samantha comes in and tells them, Ethan and Olivia, that she can do $6,000. And I'm like, when was this decided who paying for this? And to not sell. They completely write her off. I thought that was hilarious. Like, yeah, we know you working with money you ain't got because you came in here with all of the privilege. Ian reveals that he is not an actual writer, but a fanfic one. And I'm like, well, that counts. Just because you're not a published author doesn't mean you're not a writer if you happen to write something that you like and other people like it too. I mean, I, I thought that was a odd statement and that he sells gap insurance to patients with Lyme disease as stated or who may develop Lyme disease as I've stated before he spends all day listening to symptoms and ailments and this is when he makes the comment that people are always sick and it's depressing and of course there's a cool breeze that goes to the room because she herself is sickly he also reveals that he likes to play competitive, what did he call it? Um, Risk? I have never in my life heard of this. What is this game? I know spades. <laughs> I know uh, solitaire. 
I know, I know poker, Texas Hold'em poker. I don't know what risk is. Uno, someone's gonna have to tell me about this. I've never done it before. Speed, play that game, not the drug. <laughs> and he asks, what's her secret? And she says, risk is boring. And he says, take that back. And that's exactly what some of my friends say about history and the 10 consecutive games that I got going of words with friends. Don't judge me. I like to keep my, my fingertips busy. As in any fandom, there is a divide between the fans. There are those who like the story and just watching the show because they like it. And then there are those that want to deconstruct everything and be all up on Reddit posting meta blogs for a debate for about five to six years, sometimes 20. She tells them this is something that means uh, some relevance to our history, to the guys that are just talking. First, she thought they were her group, but she was really happy to discover they were not. Wilson, Wilson overhears and passionately, passionately believes that this is his new messiah because she is very passionate about her mission and that the comics are about doing something and not about fanboy nonsense becky and ian definitely are drunk and also adorably cute and his line where she pushes him aside he's like you got a girlfriend no i don't got a girlfriend i was waiting for your story oh it's been about a year oh i would have waited too that was smooth before the kiss i saw what you did there and then it had the whole shining thing it was all romantic but let me bring y'all back to reality ladies let me go ahead and do it because i need to make sure i put this shit out there you are not in love with someone that you have never lived with <laughs> you can be in love with a personality but i do not think you can be infatuated but i do not think until you have been through someone's worst days with them that you could just make some profound um ideas about you being in love with them infatuated sounds much more appropriate love just feels too strong to never meet in person just my personal feel uh, opinion about it I have been through the online dating machine that I am not knocking at all, but I'm giving some wisdom now. So that's kind of one slight issue I could see looming on the horizon other than the big secret of her, her medical condition. And of course there is the whole trope of every man really wants to save a woman, but also sometimes men fantasize or romanticize the woman they're speaking to versus the woman that actually is because the thing about online dating is that you are talking to someone during the time you want to talk to someone during the mood in which you want to talk to them you're being and presenting your best self right there's nothing wrong with that we all do it however in that kind of transactional period it's easier to fall into a comfort zone that you may not be or or how do i want to put this you manifest parts of your personality more prevalent than others 
when you are trying to seek your mate. So that line for me, while terribly romantic, sounds like something he has thought in his brain on his lunch break forever in this fantasy version of what it would be like the first time he's met Becky and he's done it for the last however long months that he's quote unquote in love with her. So that makes this whole thing rehearsed easy and also not a holistically um natural whether he want that or he feels that feeling in the moment you're also the first it is also i should say the first time you are meeting them and that's why i have an issue with that line because it's the first time you met her that you're putting this out there like that and i'm like uh. so that's one thing or i should say two things then there's the third thing which is the fact that there are differences between them the first being she is all in on this comic and he is like lukewarm very lukewarm she is not into doing the super whole hero thing it's too over the top yep that's me 100 percent. i think it's okay um but i am also just a touch disenfranchised with the whole uh certain type of superhero movie and y'all know what i'm talking about <laughs> and he's all you know i'm antler man <laughs> they do have good chemistry i hope that they work it out but i'm definitely side-eyeing it just a little bit because they're all it's so cute and so sweet but it also comes with a lot of baggage that I don't know like I feel like she was disappointed in some things and him and he was disappointed possibly or he's going to be once he finds out she's saying I don't know I'm just being I could also just be a absolute nutter cynic right now I'm on episode one they could be perfectly fine and he really is gonna surpass all her expectations and be in love and I'm just being a fucking uh, pessimistic bitch because I ain't got none in a minute it's fair fair have to state it but i am going to a nudist resort called hedonism for for 20 week next year uh for a week of guaranteed possibility with all of these fucking pretenses disposed of so that's how i prefer to <laughs> live my dating life if that informs your thesis on me the team well first a man comes to the Benny party and says, here's 20,000, here's my card, give me the magazine and Utopia is sold. The team finally meet up with Sam like, where y'all been? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> nice to meet you. Then says, that's all soaking how cool it is to be in this moment. And then she says, well, I bid 6,000, is that gonna be a problem? they're like yeah it is gonna be a problem because while everyone else can at least pr produce 500 except for uh wilson who only has 200 he is way short no one is, is trying to put that money down for the comic despite them all thinking and saying they need to have it ian is definitely the least invested in the conspiracy because she's like, this is important. And he's like, well, is it? <laughs> um, Grant shows up to be told that it is sold. 
And he's like, I just wanted to look at it. And she gives him the information of the guy she sold it to, named Philip Carson in the penthouse suite, because he's just the cutest kid ever. Smart little fucker, though, goes to the Umi stand, gets a card with his name on it that says Grant Carson. And then he goes up to the lobby and says, I've lost my dad and I lost my key card. One would think they would have at least made an attempt to contact Mr. Philip Larson, but it is a convention and there is liquor and sex involved. So that's kind of fair that this kid may need to be (laughs) making his way to somewhere safe. But she does say, I need to ask for ID. And that's when he presents the the little certificate. And it is enough to get a card. Arby and Rod show up. And while both agree that these weird people are disturbing, Arby also finds them wonderful. What the hell are they? I do not know. But I am intrigued. The group then drink and toast to the comic. They also toast to Rad Wilson. And they are not as naive as Becky, who thinks that Grant is an actual photographer for the rich and famous. Ian says he's most likely a middle-aged man who is unhappily married. And I was like, oh my God, is Ian unhappily married? (laughs) Wilson thinks people lie because that they because they are unhappy with who they are or really are sam says that's not true i was like eh, i can see that more pertaining to a dating profile like i said when i was explaining earlier and that's not even there's a, a conscious and unconsciousness to that to a, a certain degree but as far as people online i see i feel like they are being exactly who they are And some of them are absolutely awful human beings. Wilson calls Samantha out on liking room five because he did all these background checks. He says, Ian, I read your fanfic from five years ago and points out that Becky is the nicest one thus far. Does he know? He may, but he did not want to tell everyone. Arby and Rod asked to see Utopia she says we sold it olivia that is and then they force their way into the room producing a gun and they say who did you sell it to she produces carson's card and the list of names of the people who all saw the magazine that has their contact information as well as the room numbers oh hell no i was like oh thank god wilson is not only paranoid but that he lives in the immediate area. I did love the music in this scene. It was scary because RB did not say anything. He's just sitting over there eating Chex Mix while you have Rod being ever so pleasant but slightly threatening saying, you know, he opens his yellow bag. He produces some needles and he says, look, I can either shoot you or you can take this injection. I'd rather not kill you this will just knock you out and then you will wake up with the hangover tomorrow uh this was just uh i mean <laughs> brutal and it's very 
coldness as he one by one goes to these six people you know takes a a wipe and that's what he points out like why would he wipe our um swab us if he was going to kill us and i think he's just methodical he, he you know i'm administering something in a professional manner and that's in which it's always been taught and that's how he does it because all of them have been murdered and they have passively accepted their death or not some of them because someone's like i don't want to and he's just like give me your arm you don't have a choice really grant gets into the penthouse that looks like an absolute dream i don't know if i had the money if i would want to spend it on this it, it looks so much nicer from afar but to think that this place is like half a million dollars i'm like fuck that you know how much shit i can get with half a million dollars i feel like no matter what amount of money i get i will still be fucking cheap um most things that don't mean a whole bunch to me and that is materialistic <laughs> like i do my house once and i'm good so good i'd spend it on traveling that's where i get my ass in trouble uh, when he bust out that Cheeto bag, though, I was attacked. I ain't never felt so represented. That music, though, had me jamming, too, and I was like, see, this is why I fuck with Grant. I already know. I fucks with Grant just like I fucks with him in Euphoria. Then Carson shows up with the girl he planned to fuck that night. And notice that his tag fell off in the tub. Grant Carson, I thought it was going to be um rb and rod that found it but now i'm gonna think this is the police that will find this carson notices that his wine has been open because grant tried to drink some but then he spit it all out because it is disgusting then he gets a knock on the door because death is coming for you the kid steals utopia gets his shoes and everything and hides by the bed that's when Arby and Rod say, where's Utopia? They come in the room because white drunk girls never know when to shut the fuck up. She starts mouthing the guy off. She gets bitch slapped unconscious for her efforts. Arby puts a statue through Carson's hand and my dude is still hanging out he's like i don't know what the fuck is going on but i'm about to get the hell up out of here i love that he crawled around <laughs> he makes his escape and arby remarks after they chase him briefly that they lost him when he hit the doors i laugh when i realized that arby has asthma because he really was taking his inhaler and he says 1974 mg then he says we'll contain what we can and rod says Previously, it seemed as if Rod was the one who had seniority, but you can tell Arby is calling the shots here. Grant makes it all the way the fuck home. <laughs> he does not stop. He does not collect $200. But Arby is able to isolate where his fingerprints were and has them swabbed. He also tells Rod to call home and ask for mental health screenings on every person on the list that was provided Arby then brutally executes both Carson and the girl even mimicking the man's last act as he pled for his life I 
but that is not as cold as the next scene where they systematically knock on everyone's door on the list and kill them jimmy is the one who has the history of mental illness and set up for the fall guy i liked even though it was horrible how they got him to look sideways so they can shoot him from the side and make it look like suicide they set the stage and arby points out while sitting on the bed that they are still missing four of the people on the list including the kid who has the comic and that they still need to erase the security footage arby wonders why wilson's name was circled and that was because he was the one they most likely were going to sell it to but i'm thinking maybe this is a hint that those two will be great adversaries he tells them that they need to go home for transportation because now he has to get his tools and that does not sound pleasant for anyone that he is going after including these five people that i am immediately in love with the gang all decide to go to wilson's house after saying that we all pass your background check because no one here really has money for <laughs> a hotel room when we can stay with you for free and let's face facts we are all best friends now the party was definitely staged the olivia and ethan that was really sad life began and then life ended for them over discovering this damn comic that they decided to sell she was right everything should have just went into the trash because they set the stage to look as if everyone just had a drug overdose we see a woman come onto the scene and she takes the needles she takes the money olivia is still alive begs for help while simultaneously robbing her of her ring and her phone and the woman says why do you want to know where utopia is and she looks around and reveals that she is jessica hyde and that is how we end the episode i was beginning to think that this comic mirrors some type of real life like a plea for help for someone i don't know but yeah i like where this is going and i am definitely interested to see where it, it goes i know john cusack is in this as well there are some pretty good names some pretty good actors rain wilson but i am very much uh interested on how everyone takes the news when they meet grant for the first time because i'm sure that's going to be my favorite reaction that is my feelings on the show let's get into that feedback <laughs> tonight from our queen shy let's hear what she has to say hey christina i am here to join you for this new show utopia and i just have one question and one question only for you what the hell did you get me into this time (laughs) i'm sitting here watching this show and at first i'm like because i'm just trusting you i see it on the schedule i just go ahead and start watching it i don't get no background on this show i don't know what the hell this show is about 
I just start watching episode one. And yeah, and so for I would say 30 minutes of this show, I am like, what the hell is going on? What is this about? What is happening? And then the last 20 minutes, all hell breaks loose. Bodies dropping left and right. Holy shit. I'm like, uh, what the fuck has Christina gotten me into? <laughs> I am not going to waste your time with any, I mean, too much feedback because, I, I mean, seriously, I spent, I mean, I get it now. I mean, I'm, I'm understanding the premise of it after. I mean, of course, you know, the last 20 minutes, it ramped up like, like crazy. So, of course, you know, I get what's happening. Um, well, let me rephrase that. I get this is involving a comic book, Utopia. Um, so, of course, that wasn't, I didn't quite get why. I, I, I say all that to say, you know, in the beginning, I, you know, it was slow which again, it's a season one, episode one, so it's building towards something. I get that, so I'm not complaining about the slow buildup. Um, you know, we see the couple, you know, going into this home uh, prior to getting married, and it's apparently was owned by a hoarder before them. They find this comic book, and they decide to sell it. Thinking that it'll be worth a lot of money. Famous last words, sadly, for them. So they go to this Comic-Con type event. I think it was Cleveland. Did it say? I don't remember. I'm thinking Cleveland, but I don't remember. Um, So they go to this Comic-Con event. Of course, because that's where all the fanboys, all the nerd, comic book nerds are um, to sell it. Which is, you know, smart on their part. And then that's when we start getting introduced to all the players. We got Wilson, Sam, Becky, and Ian that are the main characters in this show. And so they are, they have their little conspiracy theory type group. And apparently they believe that this comic book is some type of a predictor of future events like diseases and stuff like that and so they all decide to meet up at this comic con and bid on this on this book and of course along with a whole lot of other people that are just as interested in this book because it's the sequel to dystopia and the story of jessica hyde so, yes, we see them go to this Comic-Con and, you know, meet up. Becky and Ian have their little romantic thing that they got going on. They like each other, and so this was an opportunity for them to meet and hook up. And then we have the strange dudes that I don't know what their names are. I mean, other than Killer 1 and Killer 2, because I don't know if they gave them names, and I didn't quite understand what their role was in this i just thought they were another couple of you know strange comic book nerds that is going to the event and um you know bidding on the book unbeknownst to me (laughs) 
that was the furthest. I mean, yeah, they're there for the book, but that was the furthest thing I thought they would be doing to get the book. Um, we also see this kid, which I don't know if he was given a name in this episode other than kid. Excuse me. But um, he runs away from home. He just leaves his house in the middle of the night and travels all the way to the Comic-Con to get the book as well. Look, Well, obviously he wasn't going to bid on the book. He's a kid. But to have a look at the book. Um, that, yeah, where are your parents, kid? Where's mom? Where's dad? What the hell? Um, so he ends up going into the guy that ends up purchasing the book, the Carson guy, to his penthouse. And he purchased it for 20000 and commenced to having a party in the dude's house. Not even really searching to see if anybody was there. But okay, so... Um, and of course, the guy comes back. I doesn't doesn't get suspicious that he left music on and left stuff on. That didn't. I guess he was just trying to get his uh his groove on, so he wasn't paying too much attention. The kid ended up with the book hiding behind you know the the bed, and then the two special guys. Oh yeah, I mean I forgot the part where they go to the original people, the couples, uh hotel room. And commits to killing them, uh, injecting them with poison. Of course, telling them, oh, yeah, you're just going to be knocked out. Like, yeah, okay. These people are creepy as I don't know what. I have not trusted them as far as I can throw them. I'm sorry. There's five of us. There's two of them. We're just going to have to take our chances. Because there ain't no way I'm going to willingly um, let somebody inject something into me. Talking about it's going to knock me out. So I might shoot, I might, I'm sorry, I might die, I might get shot, but I'm going to go down fighting. I know that much. So anyway, they find out that, you know, this Carson dude has the the book as well. So they go up to um, say hi to him. And now the boy escapes uh, while they're, you know, committing their crimes on the Carson and his little playmate. And he, the boy gets away, you know, the other four, oh, yeah, the other four are downstairs, you know, our main cast are downstairs, you know, drinking, getting to know each other, and the killer one and killer two gets the list of all the people that have seen the book, and then commits to going to each room and shooting them in the head. And so, yes, this definitely got dark real quick. And it got, <laughs> I was like, okay, I definitely didn't see that coming. And I am very intrigued. I say, you know, intrigued, that's like my new word. That's like my word to describe when I'm looking forward to what comes next. I am intrigued. But anyway, um, so yeah, um, since the four are downstairs, I don't know if they have rooms or not, but, uh, they were all downstairs hanging out in the bar area. So while they were on their killing spree, killer one, killer two, uh, they didn't get to these four. So obviously I know where we're going with this. They're going to be on the, you know, on the hunt to find these, these four because they have to kill them. Not sure why they have to kill them. Uh, of course, obviously I'm sure that'll 
be explained as we continue on with the season but yes it was uh yeah i'm i'm all in on this 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 was uh unexpected and yeah i'm very excited to see what happens next how they end up linking up with this kid because i'm sure they will i mean who cares you know don't try to go back home or you know just i don't know i I actually don't know how it's gonna happen with this kid but um yeah so that's all i have for this episode wow i ended up talking longer than i thought so yes until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy so that was Queen Chai with her thoughts. I'm glad she liked the show thus far. That's a happy. Intrigued is not a bad thing when you are watching television. That's for sure. That's what keeps you coming back week to week. I will say, what did I get you into? I actually went into the show relatively as blindly as you. I think the only thing I watched was the trailer. And, you know, I like black people in sci-fi. So anytime I see us in fantasy or a genre, I'm going to check it out just to see. But I like the trailer. I thought, oh, this is a nice premise. Got some good actors in it. Uh, I, I like where it's going. And I think it will definitely be something I am down with. So I'm glad you're on the journey with me. Uh, as far as how did I know most of the names, because I did li- uh, name drop who everyone was in the recap. If you go to the x-ray figure when you're watching it on Prime, like just click the thing and it'll pop up x-ray. It'll tell you the actor's name and as well as the uh, the character. Now, of course, if you really don't want to know something, <laughs> do not do so. Uh, like if you like if you were watching The Expanse and you didn't know, well, I guess they said his name when he came on. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah, use that feature. I love the x-ray feature. It helps me so much. I love watching shows on Amazon for that particular uh, treat. So having... The skip intro feature as well is like Amazon's my favorite thing because that's what Netflix doesn't have, which is that type of feature, which I hate because if I forget a name or if you're someone who podcasts, you know, you're writing notes and you need to, if you have an ensemble cast, it's easy to forget this or that. And that feature is just wonderful. Not only that, you can go and see so many behind the scenes things they do once a uh, one is done, a series is done. Just I love everything about what Amazon does with their original content. As far as the four that were drinking while the Kill Fest was going on, they had already discussed staying with Rad Wilson, so they did not have hotel rooms. Uh, most of them like didn't even put their last name. Clearly, they're going to know who Becky is, and they're going to look at the surveillance footage, so that's probably going to uh, give up their facial identities fairly quickly and they seem like they have resources so I don't see these four staying secret for long but they did avoid the mass massacre that occurred um as far as the people that died you know what I had to play devil's advocate even in my own brain because I said the same thing like I would have just taken the bullet but would you would you it's easy to be brave 
And when someone is, and this is how basically he was rewarding it the first time. Like everybody at some point in their soul knew these people came in with a gun. They're like, oh, it's just a robbery. Yeah, we're going to take the money. And they're trying to calm them, but they still also know that they showed up with a gun and their lives are in peril. And by the time I think he got to swabbing people, he made it clear that either you go to sleep and it's painless or I can make it painful. And now you're a military uh, personnel. You are used to putting your life on the line. You are, are, are a badass on that level. So maybe you would be like, bitch, give me the bullet. My ass? I'd be like, eh, I guess it sucks. It's tragic, especially saying goodbye to the person you love. Never even started life. You're young. You were just trying to sell a magazine. It's tragic all around. But I'd rather, again, go to sleep than fucking bleed out for 10 hours or worse. <laughs> maybe olivia did drugs in her past because she's the only one that did not go down for the count and i wonder why that is could it be the last one given because they also set the stage or set the scene to look as if it was a, a drug party and uh yeah that's what answers that question for me <laughs> i i don't want to be tortured tortured versus you know it being as quick and painless as possible there's something to be said for for one taking the, the other but that is it for this week on feedback again if you want to send some you can send it to blackocouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast black O'Couch reviews on podbean stitcher itunes my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes and leave a review and rate the podcast until next time Peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.